And here we go. Ronnie, what's happening, man? Uh, not too much. It's been a while. It's happy been a New Year. Happy, I know. happy mid-COVID. <laughs> we survived the year, right? Like, I, I know that's what everybody says, but I legitimately felt that way. Like, as like I'm usually not, like, big into New Year's, mm -hmm. but this year in particular, I was like, I wanted to see that clock, like, move over to the next year that night because... Like it's just been so crazy. There was like, something cathartic about moving past like 2020. Um, yeah. uh, I I agree. Like it, it in in the sense, and granted, you know, let's let's just preface this because I'm sure, um, I'm sure we we don't mean to say anything insensitive, but like you know, this this year's been crazy. Yeah. Uh, but there's also been a lot of like interesting things that have happened for um or like sorry, how do I want to put this? There's, there's been a lot of like silver linings this year, right? And, and I think one of them is just like people realizing the value of their time back without commutes and social obligations. So like there's just been, a, I feel like it was a very reflective year and a lot of bad things happened. So it was nice to move forward from it. Yeah, uh, I agree. Here's, here's, to a, here's to a productive 2021. Hopefully so, lots yeah. of great things happen. Like, I mean, yeah. It's never uh, good to be a doom and gloom kind of thing. So I, I no, it, no. you know, I'm sure there's going to be challenges in 2021. Make no mistake, yeah. but hopefully it'll be more on the upwards trajectory. You know. Yeah. Well, you know what? What I'm excited for in 2021 is the fact that, like, you know, there there was the knee jerk reaction and shock and and horror of like, is this the is this the black plague all over again? Mm -hmm. Right when things happen, so people were, you know, understandably very worried and, and very scared. Now I feel like there's a level of creativity that's coming out. And I'm, I'm not just talking about VR, I'm talking about life, right? Like people are finding creative solutions to like keep life moving forward, yep. no matter what industry or whatever the case that is. Like, so I'm excited for that energy to continue. You know, mm. like I, I, I feel like the vaccines are coming and even if you don't care about the vaccines, it's like, there, there was something that I read and it was just like, um, or not read, but now, now I'm just spouting off random internet. <laughs> no, go for it though. I'm interested. To... But, but the 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 interesting thing was, uh, they were they were talking about like I, I don't know if he was a historian or epidemiologist. I don't. Okay, sorry, I'm just sounding stupid now. But the basic premise was, you know, looking back scientifically at all of the past pandemics that have come, happened, you know, throughout history, whether Spanish flu, Black Plague, whatever, all that stuff, like generally, no matter what people did or no matter what societies did to mitigate it, they would it would run its course through the population, global population in roughly 18 months. So it doesn't matter if there's a, I mean, vaccines are new, right? But it doesn't matter social distancing, masks, like all that stuff, like it would run its way sure. through the population. So yeah, the saying, course, yeah, that's, yeah, that's about the length of time. Like Exactly, it's, you know, coronavirus, right? So it's gotta do its thing. So, and I'm not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't wear masks or you shouldn't distance or whatever the case, like do all of that. Yeah. But in my mind, like I just have, july of this year as like hopefully things will start to get to normal and maybe maybe that's like the the herd immunity that everybody's sure. talking about where at some point the virus goes or evolves and mutates enough times where it becomes as like it's it's still very uh it's still very catchable or what's a contagious mm -hmm. but it's you know the the symptoms are, are much less um or much, uh, a little bit muted now so okay i don't know what i'm talking about so yeah, yeah. no 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 <laughs> we should just stick to vr but i just thought that that was something interesting <laughs> yeah 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 I, and, no and so, i think everybody's hopeful that you know things will get back to normal so whatever <laughs> way that ends up coming hopefully it's sooner yeah. rather than later so and, and the reason the reason i say it is is because it, there's a level of optimism that comes from it right like like there's a light at the end of the tunnel and also 
for those for anyone who's like still kind of floating along, like I just feel like just just mentally prepare yourself for like another five, six months of this. And yeah. and in that time, it's just like, okay, you know you're gonna be home or you're gonna be isolated, or I shouldn't say isolated, but like you're gonna have this time to yourself for the next five, six months. Like, what are you gonna do to take advantage of it? Yeah, because so. when when this stuff is gone, like kind of like you said, the silver lining, like mm -hmm. it'll be amazing to just be back out in the world again but at the same time you know everything will be back up and yeah running. like it's kind of like all of a sudden you're gonna miss that time at home i think so <laughs> dude 2020 like back half of 2021 and 2022 i feel like i feel like there's gonna be like eight weddings a week that i'll, I'll, I'll have <laughs> oh, to I'll, I'll just have to decline <laughs> everyone <laughs> oh. will just be catching up yeah but no no it's it's um it's it's been a very interesting period of life and you know it's it's interesting to go through it you know at the life stages that you and i are at yeah um and what's funny is that i i feel like and, and maybe this is more self-critique for us but like you know vr probably should have taken off a little bit more <laughs> yeah during, during this time so, i mean i mean to be fair i think it's like a. I mean i guess it just wasn't like this was the perfect time for it to take off yeah i mean my i mean you can use all kinds of excuses you want like you know companies weren't able to meet demands of you know in terms of hardware and there were all kinds of constraints in terms of you know what you could make you know yeah. but at the yeah. same time like i you, you know from the bottom of my heart kind of thing like being in this industry long enough and knowing the the stage that it's at i honestly just think vr isn't quite ready for that spotlight yet that's fair. And and this would have been like this would have been such a great time if it was ready for that. But I think yeah. that's just kind of this kind of made me realize okay, like there's still some I mean some of what we're going to talk about today I think I in my opinion are kind of some signs that we still have a ways to go. Mm -hmm. Um but but yeah, that's my kind of imp gut impression of it is that just like this stuff is I still think like if anything I think this has taught us that technology is really needed in order to like humans at the end of the day are very social creatures. Mm -hmm. We need to be with each other around each other. We need to be able to communicate um, as effectively as possible, even when, you know, actual physical contact isn't, isn't something that we can do. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of inevitable that we'll need technologies to be able to replace that kind of contact when it's not possible. Mm -hmm. so so like on one hand i i think that oh the, this pandemic has showed us that there's a, a great need for good for 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 great vr but i just don't think we're we're quite there yet for like mm -hmm. you know everyone in the population me you our parents like everybody just stepping in yet because it needs to be it and i i think it will be eventually something that's so seamless it's not going to be something imposing like like you know, having to set up sensors and all that kind of stuff. We're already seeing yeah. like, you know, some of that go away, but like, it yeah. needs to be as easy as like hitting on, on the, on, on my webcam and mm -hmm. I'm there, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, so two, two, two thoughts that came to mind while you were saying that the first is one, I, I don't think that, uh, or I think that we should be cognizant of the fact, uh, like the macroeconomic factors that played into this and the, you know, people were very uncertain about the economy. I mean, there's a lot of people who lost their jobs and, yeah. you know, like that, like, so with that spending anywhere from 200 to a thousand dollars on a headset, was especially, 
was probably out of the discretionary income, right? Yeah. That or like uh, probably very low on the priority list. And, right? and I, I want to add to that too, like on that point, it's even it's spending that money on something that you don't really have experience with, right? Like exactly. a lot of yeah. a lot of the people we're talking about, we're talking about new users. So like mm-hmm. it's one thing for like someone like me or you to say, hey, I have all this extra time. Let me buy like a nicer VR headset than the one I already had. I think it's another thing to say like when given the uncertainty of, of, of the financial situation of, of a lot of people now for them to say, Hey, I think now is the time to jump into this new technology that I personally have no idea if I'm going to enjoy or not. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I, well, and so that, that's, that goes in line with like the, the second point that you bring, you brought up where like people like VR isn't ready for that spotlight. Um, I, I agree with that. And I, and tangentially, I also, I also think that VR just isn't ready and it made me realize just in in the context of our conversation right now that vr is still so incredibly niche and and it may be you know like it it was just a reminder of how niche vr is right yep because and the example that i'll give here is the fact that like zoom went from being something that was used in like you know forward-thinking corporations to now everybody knows what zoom is Zoom is yeah. a household name, right? The company, the brand, everything. And that's because of the fact that like your your grandparents, your people in, in uh, developing countries, wherever the case was, they all have a smartphone. Yep. So the technology was there for them to, to, to be at that level. Yeah. But to take advantage of something like VR, we, we, we weren't there. People didn't have the hardware, right? Yeah. And, and it needs uh, to be accessible. Like people, like basically it needs to find its way into people's homes without them realizing exactly. Yeah. Like, well, everyone just needs to have it, right? Yeah. Which which brings us probably to the, the main topic that we wanted to talk about today, which is what Apple is working on. I'm sorry, let me stay close to the microphone, which is what Apple is working on. And, um, you know, Apple announced their, their VR headset. Now I'll let you give uh, some of the details and we can pull up one of the articles. That yeah, I have here. Let's, but, let's go over it because I, I definitely have read the articles, but mm-hmm. it'd be nice to be able to focus on the details here and then discuss them. Cause I, yeah, there were, there were kind of a, there's a lot to discuss in terms of, I mean, the general takeaway is that they're definitely working on something that supposedly they, and again, this is kind of leaked information. So we don't know how yeah, yeah. I, it, from, from the sound of it to me, it sounds like it's accurate, whether this is actually, and whether it ends up releasing in this state or not is another matter just because, yeah. you know, Apple works on a lot of products and a lot of times, even late in the game, they make decisions whether or not to release those products. Yeah. So, so, but I think what we're reading now is legitimately what is the plan for this, for this hardware, I think. Yeah. Well, let's, okay. So let, let's just go over the, the, the top points that, um, that, that come to mind for me and what I feel like are the, the major things that we can take away. And granted, again, these are all still rumors. Nothing's confirmed, but there's a high degree of, um, confidence, let's say, uh, with with, the, with these rumors, and and at the end of the day, I think we all know that Apple had something, had a VR division, and they they were, had something in the pipeline. Yep. So so to get get the information we're we're hearing now, I I can't imagine that this is too far off base. And if anything, it's more so just a timing perspective. But you know, the the big things for me were one, okay, so they're planning a release, uh, probably or projected in 2022 yep. for a VR headset. That will be high end. Uh, I think they're, you know, we're, when we say high end, we're probably comparing it to the 
the Valve Index price point of a thousand dollars, and you look at all of Apple's hardware, and it's going to be hard to imagine them coming out with a, you know, a Walmart-friendly version for, <laughs> for yeah. lack of better terms. In terms of pricing, yeah, I was a little bit like some. I got mixed messaging on like I saw some some estimates suggesting yeah anywhere from like a few hundred bucks to a thousand, but then I kind of get the feeling that it's going to be even more than that just because like some of what I read is that they really expect this to be like a low volume product, mm -hmm. something almost like a flagship, maybe like the MacBook Pro. Like I don't know something something that they're not trying to sell in mass, but they're trying to get out there so that people can start, you know, seeing what, what this is like almost to prepare yeah. the market for what eventually will be a more mass mass product. Yeah. I, I, I mean, but the thing is like, I don't, you know, Apple has never been the let's get, let's get everybody on board, you know, with our price point. It's a, sure. let, let's make a killer product that yeah. people can't say no to and they'll yeah. find a way to, to, to buy it. Right. I'll like, tell you, like, that's what, like, if it's it, like, that's bottom line is like, there's still so many questions we don't know about this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm super like, let's go back. Like, are there any more bullet points you want to get across before was, we, so the, those, those are the main ones. And then I, I was just going to share, I mean, I was I was going to share this because I I, think I do think it's going to be a built-in like I from what it sounds like oh. they're like you said they they're suggesting it's going to be a high-end device and I supposedly the chipset inside maybe even more powerful than like the oh what's, the, what's uh, the MacBook Pro right yeah the, yeah the the M is it called the M one M one yeah uh, chip it's the uh, the so yeah I can I can just share this I. I I Basically, mean, I, they're going to be I using Apple Silicon to really make this thing super powerful, and and it's supposed to be more of like a an all-in-one mm -hmm. headset, kind of more like a Quest, is what it sounds like with right. with AR capabilities, is which is kind of the key thing there. Uh, yeah. Because I think a lot of people were assuming that Apple was trying to get more into the AR realm. Yep. But but so that so that's kind of where some of this VR isn't ready stuff, kind of to me hits the mm -hmm. hit, hits the fan because it, well, I, I think the AR stuff was probably my biggest takeaway. Yeah. I, the, I think the, 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 the precursor to an eventual AR glasses is what yep. was my biggest takeaway. Yep. No. And that's what I think. I think ultimately I think what's going to be mass marketable is going to be AR if it's impl implemented correctly. Mm -hmm. But I think what tells me that, the technology still needs a lot of work is the fact that Apple doesn't want to jump straight into AR, that they're going to need this VR. Like, oh, I mean, I've always been of the opinion that the problems that have to be solved in order for good AR to work outside mm -hmm. of the VR realm are, are very vast. And so I've always been kind of a fan of kind of a more VR like headset doing AR. Yeah. And so that sounds like what Apple is, is doing, which to me makes sense. I mean, if, if, if Apple, Apple's the kind of company that likes to put out like the best foot forward, I guess, in terms of like, it seems unlikely to me that you could come out anytime soon with like an AR product that would just blow people away. Yeah. Um, but if you had a really good VR product that also had good AR, so that's what, I mean, Bottom line with this, I mean, I'm super excited because I, I do like most Apple products. Um, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do to differentiate 
what they're doing with with AR and VR as opposed to what's already out there. Like if this is just like a shiny, like if uh, I haven't tried it, so I don't want to like poo poo on it at all or anything. But like if this is just like an extra premium he headphone, like a like a like a AirPod Max or something. Like yeah. I've heard, I've heard some things about the AirPod Max that make me like the actually like the spatial audio stuff um, sounds super fascinating to me. But like that, there's nothing about that headphone at least right now for me personally that makes me say, "Oh, I need to spend five or six hundred bucks on a pair of headphones yeah, yeah. that I don't already have." Right? Yeah. So I'm really hoping that Apple has some stuff in this headset that they're bringing to market that yep. isn't just like kind of nicer than what we have but it's like legitimately like oh they they put this together in a way that no one else has before mm -hmm. or just has some of that apple magic in a way that like makes even some someone like you or me say I like yeah. i have to have this headset yeah. like so so i wanted to share this because I, I think in the context of our of our conversation like apple is we'll just say relatively late to the game right you know, I think I think Facebook and Oculus have done a phenomenal job of of getting out there. You can see that they have the the biggest market share, followed by Sony, and you know, the, it's a slew of others that are are on the back half. Now, the the big point that comes to mind for me is like, where what made Apple so successful as uh, as a company? I guess I mean, now granted, they they have a, a whole line of products and now services, but what was big with Apple? And where they dominate and where they're getting into trouble now, they're, where they're smaller companies fighting back, is the App Store. And how they dominated, they created the platform known as the App Store. And then Google Google came in and obviously was able to develop something on the Android platform. But they have this App Store. They take a 30% cut of any and everything, right? So now my question is, obviously, Apple's a, Apple's a huge company. I'm sure there's going to be a, a lot of developers that want to work with them. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. They're going to be getting into a game, into a into a situation now where Facebook is already way ahead. Facebook is paying millions of dollars out to developers yeah. to to create exclusive content, and they've so, been buying up these. Like, and, if and, you really and, think and about it, not only not only do they have partnerships with a lot of these, but the ones that are really big, they just been flat out buying them. They've, they've been they've been buying the intellectual capital in the space, right? So, yeah. like, so 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 to me. There is a very serious start now. I look. I'm I'm an Apple head. I, lo I love I love their products, and I'm I'm a big fan of the company and the ethos. Yeah. I I have a fear that if this product doesn't come out and absolutely destroy in terms of its performance, uh, there's there's a lot of people that are going to pass on it, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people who say like, oh, like you know, I, I already have a Quest, or the Quest is two hundred bucks, or for like whatever whatever the price of the Quest is or will be, right? So like it's. It's See, more, I, I oh. think they have to do something different. Like that's that's what the bottom line is. They have to they have to make and and really that's where I think the AR capabilities come into play. Like how are they going to make this like a social mm -hmm. device? I know Facebook is technically supposed to be the more you know social company in terms of connecting people and all that. Like their their network and data collection, all that stuff is kind of their bread and butter. Yeah. Um, whereas Apple is like privacy and I guess like intuitiveness of ui i don't know yeah like, e ease of use right ease of use they just need i mean maybe the ease of use is going to be the big takeaway here if they can have some really killer social um like applications and then 
ease of use and integration into their ecosystem that really like makes it super simple for people that have yeah. iPhones or, you know, head headphones from Apple or like all these things to work in a way that nothing else does, then maybe they'll have some, but like, like the first thing that came to mind, like if they just try to do kind of the same old thing as Facebook, like, can you imagine buying like a headset for VR gaming and yeah. like not having Beat Saber on it, for example? Or like, like, I, yeah, I, I mean, these are all like, like, like literally kind of like what you said, like every major tentpole that like you absolutely need to have in VR right now, like so many of them have either been funded for or bought by Facebook mm -hmm. and like, you can bet, like, I mean, right now you see those on the PC, you can use them on an HTC headset or a valve index or whatever, but I kind of doubt that you'll be running that on a, on an Apple Silicon uh standalone yeah. headset right so like so it's just interesting like yeah well so to to me the thing that they have to do is they they might be going or okay let, let's 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 play um let's let's role play here in the sense of like if we were in that that marketing room or that strategy room where would they need to be going what is the demographic that they're trying to hit and i think this goes back to the whole like zoom thing that i brought up earlier it's like you know, Apple is just getting into the gaming space, but I don't, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily known for gaming space, but what to me in the, in the way that the iPhone dominated is they need to create a headset that your grandma can put on and with one or two clicks, get into big screen or some social platform yeah. with, with her nieces or with her grandchildren. Right? Like that's what they need to create and have like readily available. See, and now th this is why I also think that so I totally agree with you. And I think part of this conversation leads me then to double down on what I said at the beginning of the, of the episode when I said VR isn't ready for prime time yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because I think, I think Apple knows that that's the end goal. And it almost seems like they realize that that's like, like they love waiting, right? They love coming in when the market is kind of mature enough to where they can release a, a product that, you know, takes advantage of the innovations that have already occurred. And I guess that's what they're trying to do now, but they're, but they the don't want to wait. Yeah. But they don't want to wait too, too long. And it might be one of those things where they, they're acknowledged like by releasing a VR product, they're acknowledging that this is a segment they have to get into mm -hmm. and they've, but they've waited as long as they can. I still think that because they're focused on VR and not AR only that, they're acknowledging with that that AR isn't ready by itself. Yeah. And and I also think by by at least if the story is to be believed, making it an expensive high-end device that like I still got the sense that they're that that they're not thinking of this product yet as being one that everyone's going to like like whereas the iPhone everyone has an iPhone or a, a similar type, like, you know, smartphone at this point. Yeah. Well, um, well, I don't think they're, I, I, I think that this device is going to be the first to kind of bring them eventually to making this more of a, uh, of a, of a, of a pervasive type of device. And so it, it almost makes, it almost reminds me of like the initial Oculus dev kits or the original, like maybe this is Apple saying, we know we have to get into the space. We need to start creating an ecosystem. We need to start getting mm -hmm. developer support, but we acknowledge that 
you know, maybe this isn't going to be for everyone just yet. That's yeah. kind of, so like, so no expectations. We're going to release the best VR slash AR product that we can right now. We're going to get into the space. We're going to get people creating uh, experiences for our product. We're going to get people excited about it. And the one that everyone's going to jump into is going to be a little bit further down the road. Like this is something I'm starting to wonder if this is what it's, how it's going to eventually pan out. But I don't know. I don't know that that was just like some of the vibe I, I got yeah. from that, that article is like, it's almost like even, even Apple's version of VR and AR isn't ready for prime time yet, but like they need yeah. to release something. And so this is them acknowledge Like this to me is, is both, both a, we're not quite there yet, but B like, Oh, this is important because they're, yeah. because they're, they're, they're making this step for an important reason. My, my only fear is that they are making a step just to try and keep up with the market rather than trying yeah. to lead the market. Right. Yeah. So, so what, what have our previous conversations regarding Apple and the VR AR space been about before? The one thing that blew my mind away that I can't, I, I, can't stop thinking about because to me it's revolutionary is the fact that they believe that their AR glasses in the future will replace the smartphone. Yeah. Right. So now I'm not saying that anything that falls short of that is a failure, but you were talking about how they have to do something different. Yeah. So to me, if they come out with a headset, that's just going to have the limited developer support, let's say, okay, let's say, let's say they even get cross-platform play and they get all of the stuff that's available on Oculus and Steam. And like, you can, you can do that on your Apple headset. What, what's the, what's the draw to invest into that rather than Facebook or rather than, or Oculus or into, um, you know, HTC or whatever the case is out there. My, my curiosity and the reason I brought up, and then you, you kind of echoed with, with the ecosystem is how is this going to play into the Apple ecosystem? Mm -hmm. Right. So um, in, in one sense, like, you know, a very easy thing is, okay, while I'm in VR, now if somebody's calling me, there'll be a little thing that pops up and I know who's calling me without having, having to take my headset off. Okay. That's one easy thing. That, that'd be great. But I'm sure you can probably get that on, on the headsets that you have now, if you're, if you're creative enough. Other than that, I'm trying to figure out like how there would be, a very in-depth uh, interconnectivity between the devices you have, because I it's hard for me to believe that we will go from a, a handset like an iPhone to AR glasses overnight, right? Like yeah. we, we I, it's I, it, it would be amazing, but I just and maybe I'm just not creatively uh, or creative enough or you know technologically creative enough to to see it in the way that they're seeing it, but. You know, we're not going to go from the iPhone 21 to the eyeglasses one. Right? Yeah. Like nobody's yeah, going to yeah. be trading in. Like, uh, and if we do, that'd be that'd be a phenomenal technological feat, in my opinion. I hope that they can pull it off. But I I wonder if the VR headset will be the first thing that kind of starts to link these two devices yep. and take some of the heavy lifting or some of the fun activities that you do off of your device. Yep. Off of, I, off of your iPhone device. I can't think of, I mean, Apple does this really well. I can't think of an exact example. And I, I don't remember where I saw some of this analysis. It, it must've been from some YouTube video or something, but I, I was really fascinated by it. Apple is very good over time. Like anytime, like, like exactly what you're saying, like when it comes to like, like iPhone, uh, 
uh, updates, for example, or um, they seed, like they never make huge changes, like, or very rarely do they make huge changes, like just at an instant. A lot of times they kind of have a plan on, all right, this is where we'd like to be and this is where we are now. And part of the reason why Apple devices seem so intuitive is they're very clever about kind of making a roadmap on getting their users from A to Z. Mm -hmm. So like, like if they know that they're, they foresee like their UI behaving, you know, if, if they, if they, for example, I, I'm sure they knew way in advance of when they got rid of buttons on iPhones that at some point they wanted to be able to just have all of the user interface done through, through gestures and swipe. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they start planning for that in advance so that by the time they get rid of your button, you've been dealing with UIs like, like subtly in between that, that have relied more and more on gestures to when they finally get rid of that button. It's not like a shocking, like, oh my gosh, how do I use this kind of moment for the user? Yeah. Like even, even getting rid of the button, like it seemed like a big deal, but then like within, you know, a few days, it was completely seamless for me. I didn't even think twice, right? Yeah. A lot of that was very clever in advance preparation of their users mm -hmm. to get used to dealing with certain things that they didn't really recognize. And I think some of some of the, the like supposedly they've been doing some of that stuff with uh, the latest version of, of Mac OS and like starting to get move away from certain types of like fonts and certain types of iconography mm -hmm. to I've heard some people suggest that some of the different types of icons that they're showing seem like they would be more friendly in VR and AR type environments. And literally they're starting to feed some of that in on devices that we're using now without recognizing that that's why they're making those changes. And then all of a sudden when they introduce a new product and it utilizes those things and it works and you don't think about it, like had they not made those changes before, they would have had to make a drastic change from like those devices to this new thing. So all I'm saying is like, I, I think you're a hundred percent, right. I think that they're pretty smart in terms of knowing the kinds of changes that they can bring about. Yep. And so I, I, I don't know how revolute, like I'm, I'm curious to see what their implementation of this will be, but my, my thoughts are if they do it right, it'll be something like what you're suggesting. This will be kind of the bridge. Um, that for a lot of things, they're going to both bring their users on this journey with them, but also figure out from people what works and what doesn't work so that by the time they, they release their next product, they'll really like nail it home. You know, yeah. so I think, I think it'll be interesting to see where they price this thing and what demographic they kind of target, because I think that'll tell you how confident they are that they're close versus far away. Like if, if they price this thing at like $5,000, they're probably they're not, not going to No, but, but like, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. th that tells me that like, Oh, they're not super confident that like this is ready yet. But if yeah. it's, if it's something that is more priced along, along the lines of like a laptop or an iPhone. Okay. Then you're starting to talk like, you know, this, mm. this, uh, this could gain some, some traction, uh, you know, amongst, amongst people that are, that'll matter. So, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, so the thing is with, with what you were saying, like, I agree 100% on the changes being very incremental but my my only follow-up to that would be the fact that 
those incremental changes happen on a like update by update or like year by year update schedule rather than um like between you know, products a, a new product launch right so i and and again like it's we're just let's just look back like 15 years they they launched the <clears throat> the iphone revolutionized smartphones i mean we had touch screens but their touch screen ui was out of this world and there was one button on the phone and everyone was just like how can you have a phone with one button right so design was great performance was great follow that up with the ipad which is is very very closely related but still uh able to utilize a completely different market and and, and different um skill set and, and and use case or use scenario the other big one i would say is the the apple watch right or the iWatch or whatever you whatever, yeah, i think it's called the apple watch officially yeah and how they jumped into the wearables market and you had fitbit and i wasn't like i don't remember the other ones that were there before like nike fuel band and yeah, all yeah. of those jawbone so like you you had apple jump into the space and deliver a premium product that eventually people got and they're like yeah it fits so seamlessly with my phone i would never get another you know track or whatever the case is <laughs> so in a way like i just hope that when this comes out it can deliver that kind of of change and and this is really just echoing the sentiments it, your your same sentiments see, but so i agree with you and yeah and like and that's a good i like the distinction you made between like product updates versus like the products themselves cuz yeah i agree with you like to some extent like yeah they want to ease you into their new product but at the same time a new product is new so there's going to be a learning curve to that yeah um, the thing that I, that kind of struck me when you were going through the history of their products, I mean, if you think about it, all of those items are really successful because they take something that the person was already doing, but made it so much better and easier for that person to do like, or, or maybe, or, or in some instances they were like something like with the watch, like they weren't able to track all of those things before, but you know, they wanted to stay in shape or they had an active lifestyle and this made this made that active lifestyle so much richer and 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 and, and easier to use and all of that sort of thing so that kind of makes me think that if this vr ar thing for apple is going to take off they need to figure out all right well what is that use case like like with the phone you're you have all those things that you need a phone for an apple like a, like I think the whole thing with that with the iPhone, if I'm remembering like Steve Jobs' first unveiling of that thing, was mm -hmm. like, we're not only making the best phone, we're making the best internet surfing device. And I like this is an iPod phone, and it's and it lets you browse the web. It's this new device that lets you do all these things that you you do now, but like in a better way, right? Yeah. And then, and then the iPad is kind of similar in that like, Hey, this is, it's basically like a digital book basically, but it, you can also write and you can browse the internet and you can do all these things. Right. So it's something that people already do. watch. Same, same thing. It, like it takes this, it, it makes you kind of like a superhuman in terms of these are things that humans already do. And this device now makes me able to do those things a lot better. And so my question is, I think Apple needs to figure out what is it, what can a VR and AR device do for people better than any other device out there does now. That's, yeah. that's the thing they need to figure out and implement super well and in a way that is super accessible 
so that people use this thing all the time. Like, I think a, a big hurdle for Facebook, and it sounds like they're always in, like, they always want to know, like, what can we do to keep people in VR longer? Or what are the things that people are really spending their time on, on VR? Like, like it's one thing to just have the headset, you know, sit around all the time. It's another thing to like figure out what are those active use cases? I feel like during this quarantine, I see all kinds of like, obviously there's people that, you know, are hardcore gamers. They, they play like, you know, extensive hours of video games. A thing that I've seen a lot of people doing now that they've been having to be at home is use VR headsets for, for exercise. Because mm -hmm. that's a use case that like, you know, it like especially for people that don't have gym equipment, all of a sudden they have a device that kind of allows them to have workouts that like if you don't have the headset, sitting there in your room by yourself, like moving your arms around like this doesn't really work for, for yeah. a good exercise, right? But yeah. like you throw the headset on and all of a sudden you're you can like be in an aerobics class and it makes sense, right? Yeah, following um, instructor. And yeah, so like, and... so like that's a good use case. Like I, yeah. I think there's there's a lot of like, you know, potential for social yeah. social interactions, all that stuff, assuming that you can get enough people into VR, like especially people you know, and it's not some kind of burdensome thing where, you know, so, so these are questions, especially the AR point of view. Like I think one of the things that kind of holds the VR back sometimes from those implementations is the fact that, like, especially if you're around other people in your environment, like if you're in a house with, with, with your, with your family or whatever, yep. like you can't just throw a headset on and be with them, but also be with someone online. So like being able to somehow find a way to be present in your environment, but also interact with people virtually at the same time, I think is something that needs to be figured out. Mm -hmm. um, so these are all things like, I, I'm sure like all these companies are kind of looking at, but I think that would be the thing that I'd really hope is something that's being like a, a driving force with like a, a product, not like it. Yeah. That that's what would get me excited to try, like spend a lot of money on a new VR headset or AR headset from Apple is like seeing yeah. this new take. If it's just like another gaming headset from Apple that like is made out of something different and kind of looks cool. Like better, better. Yeah. Like, like maybe I would be interested in that if they could sell me on it, but like the Not thing the I'm excited, yeah. But like the thing I'm excited for is I want to see like the things that they care about with their other products, yeah. especially the revolutionary ones. Like if they can figure out what that is about AR and VR and like capitalize yeah. on that, you know. I I agree, and you know, one the one thing that popped into my mind while you were you bringing that up, and maybe we can kind of close on on this point, just in the interest of time going, going back to, uh, you know, the, the, th the theme I feel like of, of our conversation today is like VR not necessarily being ready to be thrust into that spotlight. Right. And I think we've, we've touched on different areas where that, that wasn't really the case. One thing that I feel has really accelerated in the current environment or, or current and post COVID environment will be digital connection, right? The, the amount, of people like if you had gone to your relatives before and said like hey you should get you should get uh what's that called you should get a 200 300 headset so that you can be in one state your family can be in another state and you guys can like jump into vr and watch a movie together they would have been like no whatever yeah but now they understand the value of 
Zoom and FaceTime and 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 that you can really still develop and maintain relationships. Is it the best? No, obviously I think that you know being in the room with someone nothing beats that. But the fact that the world has has kind of launched itself or society has launched itself forward a little bit more technologically due to necessity in many cases. And I'm just talking about on the personal sense. There's a whole business line, right? Where like business travel, you know, from uh, just financially speaking, like that that is going to take a tumble for a while because people realize that they can just invest in Zoom and everything's still running for the company. 100%. Um, so instead of instead of Zoom, if they're trying to be one of the more tech savvy companies that can offer this and all of a sudden you have a headset and you're in a conference room with the the people that you're meeting with. So like there's there's stuff like that where I feel like you are absolutely right in the initial opening comments of VR wasn't ready for it. Uh, and I think to follow up on that, we are in a space now where I feel like it is being primed. Mm-hmm. Like the, the general public is being primed on digital and, and virtual communication and connection. Mm-hmm. And this is the next evolution of that, I think. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, so uh, you know, and I haven't had the conversations with all the the, the friends and aunts and uncles and, and you know, about, about the, the, what's that called? Big screen and the headset and like stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But I have a feeling that if I were to bring those things up now, they would be like, that sounds interesting. That would have come in handy during the pandemic. Yeah, right? for sure. <laughs> so I, I just feel like it's it's pushing people forward. People's brains um, are opening up to the idea. Very of like, much so. just, just in general, virtual communication is become is becoming more normal in, in more ways than it was before. It, instead of just being on, on the phone, more and more people are now getting used to interacting with compute, the help of video conferencing, computers, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I, I totally agree with you. This is like a primer. All that stuff was there before and by a lot of people barely being used. Mm-hmm. And now it's being used constantly. Yeah. And so now with, with people using that stuff more and more, it's inevitable that that stuff is going to have to improve somehow. That's like our, that's what humans do, right? Is they, they improve the stuff that they use, I guess. So J- just in time for five G. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, all, all that bandwidth. This one, yeah, exactly. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's interesting timing there. Oh. I, th- I think when they were what we were at our last conference, like in person, when they were they were setting all that stuff up, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, don't worry. There's going to be a need for this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make we'll make sure of it. Wink, wink. <laughs> Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Well, this uh, dude, it was fun catching up. I, I forgot to mention at the beginning, uh, this is episode 200. So congrats on episode 200. It's crazy. We, we made it here. Yeah. Uh, no, we were we were kind of talking about like part of, obviously life has gotten in the way with you yeah, know, yeah. updating uh, and being able to record something. But part of it was just like the stress of like figuring out what we wanted to do for this episode. Like on one hand, it's not like the craziest big type of, of episode. On the other hand, I feel like it's kind of fitting that a, a big piece of Apple VR news would come out on our 28th, like, you know, for us to record a 200th episode, because like both you and I are, are really interested and like excited about that. So we, we've been following Apple since, I mean, our VR journey started, right? And, and they, again, like there's Apple's released nothing yet. They've given us so much to talk about. Just it's kind of, yeah, just in the rumors. So um, it's been, it's been good. I mean, Hey, this, this podcast is coming up on five years old now. Can you believe that? That's crazy, so, actually. Just in general, like when I change in the space, when I started to break down in my head, like two hundred, like just 
start counting the 200 and think mm -hmm. like that's how many episodes we've actually like it's pretty crazy so i'm i'm proud of us for 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 getting there you know it is and, it is and you know i i think we're still just getting started as is the vr industry so there will be plenty more to cover and and uh you know guys to ronnie's point uh, you know i think we were just at we were just at a place where covid and schedules were catching up to us and i think we all collectively looked at at the last two months of the year we're like yeah let's just let's just enjoy the holidays with family and friends and not worry about this so i i'm glad that apple news got us back on track <laughs> and um, i'm i'm excited I, I honestly that got me back into just browsing through the subreddits and looking up random news and getting excited about vr right and i i think it's because we have this light at the end of the tunnel now where mm. okay we're starting to move towards a normalcy so this collective uh, running in place that we've all been doing for the past year will yep. will start to evolve into whatever life looks like afterwards. And I'm still a big believer that VR will be a, a significant part of of the world uh, at some point, um, or I mean now and and even more so in the future. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So cool, man. All right, well, guys, we'll be back with episode two hundred one. Uh, there will be, I don't know, we'll, I'm not even going to make any promises right now. <laughs> right right now, I, I need to dive back into games, so maybe we'll do some game talk. Maybe we'll figure some stuff out. But we will be back in your feeds, inboxes, I don't know, tweets, wherever wherever you guys are looking for us. Very, very apologies again for, for taking an extended sabbatical. We'll just call it the COVID sabbatical. But uh, we are back, excited to talk about more VR. And uh, if you guys have any news that you want to share with us, please leave it in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter. Shoot us an email. Uh, we'd love to dig into stuff further and, and talk about it here on the show. All right, Ronnie, man. Have a good one. All right, you too. Take care.